Welcome to the Slingshot Sim Racing Podcast. I'm Ellis. And I'm Chris. On the podcast, we get to know our slingshot racing community on and off the track, while also talking about anything and everything else sim racing related. You can check us out at slingshotracing.org where you can join our Discord. The podcast is brought to you by Apex Energy Drink and Martin Sports, but we'll talk about them a bit later. For now, let's jump into it. All right, welcome to episode 11 of the Slingshot Sim Racing Podcast. Uh, today we got kind of a big lineup to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Richmond race for Slingshot Racing. We're going to talk about some tempers flaring. Uh, we're going to talk about some Black Friday deals coming up on uh, Thanksgiving week if you're in uh, the United States. Uh, if not, there are just still some good deals. Uh, we're also going to look at some questions we asked our drivers about potential scheduling for next season. And we're also going to get a full review of Chris's new GT Omega uh, racing rig. And uh, to cap it all off, we're going to have a nice interview with Slingshot driver Brandon Fetterplace and kind of talk about his experience and how the season's gone for him and get to know him a little bit. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Chris, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty well. How about you? I'm pretty good. A little cold here in Atlanta as it is in Alabama, it seems. But, you know, we'll get the fire going, get the heat on, and uh, survive. I've got all my heaters on. <laughs> I have multiple heaters in the house because, you know, here in Alabama, we're just, uh, we're not accustomed to these temperatures, and we're definitely not accustomed to them in November. Yeah. we got to wait a little bit for them. Cleared the bread and milk off the supermarket shelf. Yep. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, we'll talk about <laughs> this week, Slingshot Racing League uh, Apex Energy Cup Series presented by Martin Sports visited Richmond. Uh, short track that is known for uh, contact in a lot of cases, and we did not have a lack of that uh, on Wednesday night. We had some tempers flare. We even, I wouldn't say we had tempers flare in our own team, but uh, I, I took you out. Um and that's the second time that's ever happened, I think, in a in a league race for us. But you got a little bit loose off of uh, it was turn four, or was it turn two? It was turn four. Got a got little, little bit loose. Yeah, got a little loose off turn four. You saved it, but I was right behind you and pretty much got loose at the same time and kind of ventured down the track and ventured right into the side of your car, uh, and you got the worst end of it. Uh, so felt bad about that, but you know what happens. happens. And, yeah. Move on. It wasn't anything intentional. Uh, we were both kind of no. caught up in a, a log jam. And that's the way uh, the race started off, at least. I'm surprised we went uh, over 60 laps without a caution, uh, which for Richmond was definitely... It It surprises me, but it doesn't surprise me with our drivers that, that we can go that long. Um, and it it did feel like in the beginning of the, the runs, uh, at least after a, a yellow flag on a restart... If there was log jams, right? People breaking at different points, people taking it easier, maybe even on different tires. I know that was the case on a couple of those restarts. Uh, guys with older tires up front really kind of uh, backed the field up a little bit. But um, yeah, what was your experience like uh, out there on the short track at Richmond so, before <laughs> before I took you out? Well, the I, I really like Richmond first off. I just want to say that. I was really surprised at the amount of people who said they didn't like Richmond. Uh, out of our drivers um it's a track that i've always really really liked and uh i i had fun you know it was my first race 
with the um, with the uh, new sim rig cockpit and probably really good track for me to start out on because it's a track that I'm really comfortable with. But I really love the the long green flag run that we had at the very beginning of the race. Uh, I was I was not expecting that on for the first run. I wasn't surprised that there was a long green flag run, um, but I don't think I expected it that early. But I thought everybody did a really nice job. I wish it would have kept on going green uh, because we were starting to get a really, really good comers and goers um, vibe in the... I was running about 6th, 7th during that time. Um, I had passed a lot of guys or not a lot but a few guys that were in front of me and some guys behind me had passed me i was kind of like holding steady where i qualified uh and i i love that i think that's really really cool uh trevor trago uh we were talking about him during the race uh he was really really impressive on that uh opening stint long green flag run uh and he did a really nice job you know keeping his tires underneath him and having that uh green flag speed and and some other guys uh, pushed their stuff a little bit too hard uh, right away, and we, uh, you know, we had our we had our situation happen. That it was just a racing deal. It wasn't like you drove through me or anything like that. We just, you know, both of us got a little bit loose and um, had a little bit of net code and big story. Um, uh, we might talk about it here in just a minute, but uh, one of our points leaders, Aaron Smith, and Justin Wilson came in tied for the points and. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there was an incident that, uh, took Justin out. Yeah, that was definitely, uh, I didn't expect to see that, but you know, uh, it, it adds to the storyline a little bit for the final two weeks because Justin was already kind of losing a little bit of ground based on the fact that he missed Chicago and, uh, the street course. And then coming into this week, uh, was kind of set to maybe kind of regain some momentum and, uh, yeah, he got caught up in a crash between, uh, Aaron Smith and, and Jacob Bradley. And I think not really sure, uh, who was at fault. I guess it really doesn't matter at this point. Uh, but definitely some, some championship implications, uh, in terms of Aaron Smith building a little bit of a lead, not, not insurmountable. Uh, you know, anything no. can happen at any week. We've got Phoenix and, and Homestead, which I, I think Homestead, especially being the season finale is going to be interesting to see who's got speed because to me, homestead feels like a, a track that really suits justin very well yeah um, and i, I think it'll probably suit aaron well but just not as well as, as as justin yeah and and i feel like phoenix might be the opposite um you know i'm sorry i had a little issue there um i feel like phoenix might be uh might be the opposite you know these past two or three weeks i feel like especially chicago and this weekend at richmond um aaron's felt really really fast um the these past couple weeks um and you know you know, pressure might be on you know this is he's he's sitting this is his championship to lose now um so we'll see what happens yeah i i do think that it, it's going to be interesting and um yeah, I think I think we're still set up for a good a good championship battle. I don't think it's over by any means. Um, we had when the race was over at Richmond, we did have some some tempers flare. I know we had a couple drivers who did not see eye to eye on on why they came together on the track. Uh, I think that was uh, Brady Powers and and Scott Tompkins, and uh, hopefully they've settled it at this point. I think 
we talked to Scott and he was not happy, but he was willing to kind of let things go into next week. And uh, we'll see if there's, I didn't get the indication that there might be any payback, but you never know. We're headed into a track like Phoenix in a couple weeks where, uh, you know, there's definitely the opportunity for some of that. So I'm curious to see. Uh, our drivers are usually pretty good about not letting things carry over, uh, you know, from week to week in terms of, you know, uh, vengeance or, or anger or anything like that. So hopefully, hopefully that's not the case, but it's something we'll be looking, looking at, um, kind of head into to that week. Um, something we're looking at headed into, uh, this week is it's uh, Thanksgiving week, which means in the United States, at least, uh, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving. Also celebrating Thanksgiving by, uh, getting some good deals on, uh, some merchandise, uh, sim racing is no exception, so uh, I just figured we'd talk a couple of minutes about you know folks who are maybe looking to upgrade, get some new equipment. What what some of the better deals it felt like uh, were out there this week. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll start with uh, Fanatex got their Club Sport V3s, which I think are, are a really popular pedal. Um, their load cell, uh, they have high high compliments from almost everyone I've talked to. Who owns the set? And they're uh, two ninety nine US dollars versus the original three ninety nine. So that's a hundred dollars off. That's a that's a, a pretty substantial discount. I think it's twenty five percent discount um, for the normal price. Uh, so that's that's pretty good. Ten percent off any Fanatec wheel. Um, so you say it's a hundred hundred fifty dollar wheel. That's what fifteen dollars off. My math is not not the best, but sounds right. It's not a bad little discount. Um, no. I think that the one that's more relevant and applicable to probably all of us, though, is the uh, annual iRacing Black Friday deal. Uh, and I know you've done that before. Tell us a little bit about it. I do it every year. I have done it every year for years now. I've always done the uh, the 12... I've, I've always done one of the renewals. So the 12-month renewal is for eighty two fifty. Uh, for a year of iRacing, if you use the code, and that's normally $120, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or is it $110? Uh, let's see. I think it's about $110. Um, so you're saving almost $30 yeah. with the 12-month deal. Um, and the 24-month deal is for $150, normally $200 for 24 months. Um, I have been getting the, the 24-month renewal. And I think that I'm up for a renewal this year, so I'll be getting the 24-month renewal again this time. It's 100% worth it. Um, you know, I, I haven't done the month-to-month iRacing subscription renewal probably since my first year on iRacing just because it's so much cheaper just to go ahead and buy either the year or the two-year deal. Yeah, and you, I, I think it's worth mentioning also that you can do that even if you're not coming up on the end of your subscription. Absolutely. You know, it'll just add on. So if you've got 10 months left and you opt for the 12-month, that'll give you 22 months, essentially. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, worth it's it. open to anybody, yeah. Um, so that's if you've awesome. Got the money, if you've got the money, go ahead and do it now. Um, it's, it's 100% worth it. Um, and I would be... I'm just going to go ahead and say right now that that's... The deals that Fanatec has for Black Friday, that V3 pedal deal, that's really, that's really torturing me right now. 
<laughs> well, hey, you've well at, at this point you've already spent so much money on the other parts of the rig. Why not? I mean, like it's a hundred dollars off. That's a, I mean, that's a huge discount on a pretty a nice discount. set of pedals. Yeah, that's uh, a big discount. That's a lot bigger than the. That's the better deal than the than the wheel one. And I mean, that's those are really good pedals too. They've also other. got some some bundles uh, you, where you can get two wheels and like a quick release or something like that, and they kind of paired different ones together but yeah that pedal deal uh my my money is on you're gonna walk away with a set of pedals another christmas gift for yourself yeah um, we'll see we'll see so yeah that's that's a, a solid deal also um i would imagine most people listening to this are probably already on iRacing but but if not they also have 50 percent off on uh for brand new members or if if you're the type of person that wants to get a second account for whatever reason i'm not going to question your motives on that but uh it's 50 off on that you would never well. do such thing i would, would never do such i don't i don't have a second account only only way i would get a second account is if i needed it for like streaming or something like that i have no interest in and in smurfing it um yeah so yeah uh on that same kind of note with uh black friday and and all that stuff around Thanksgiving. Uh, I thought it'd be interesting to just kind of pick your brain about what you're thankful for uh, this season when it comes to kind of how slingshot racing has gone this season. Uh, and I'll, I'll be glad to give you a second to think about that. I can answer it first, but I guess for me, um, the biggest thing I'm grateful for is the drivers who show up every week. We have a, a, a really good turnout. Uh, you know, the past two races, I think we've been a little bit of light, light because of the two tracks with Chicago Street and Richmond. But we're uh, averaging what close to thirty drivers a week, which is yeah, is really great. It's what makes the series good. It's what makes the racing good. It's what makes people want to come back each week. So I'm just grateful for the participation we've had from from all of our drivers um, and and just how awesome they are. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, very thankful for. The group of guys that show up every single week it's, it's hard you know running a league to to expect you know from week one to week 15 that's you know your your turnout is is going to be the same i mean it's just it's not realistic but man this season has been just just really really good as far as the week to week turnout and um you know we got a good core group of guys here that um you know that's uh, that come every single week and um you know and and they race hard and they but they race clean and uh they're just fun to be around you know even we have like a little driver's meeting after the race just hang out you know and just talk you know and even you know off the track so really thankful for them thankful for um our broadcasters uh at sbrm for for the great work that they do um, yes broadcasting us every single week they do a, a an awesome job Thankful for our partners, Apex Energy, Martin Sports, everybody who, um, you know, makes makes what we do possible. And thankful for my uh, co-league owner, Ellis Thomas, <laughs> who Likewise. puts in a lot of work, uh, has put in a lot more work than I have uh, here these past two seasons. Not, Just, not true, but. Well, I mean, hopefully that'll that'll change going forward a little bit. I'm those of you that don't know, I'm I've been in school trying to get my master's um for uh since uh since about this time last year so we're coming it's up almost done the, right yep we're coming up on the end of the road I, I haven't taken any classes um i'm not taking classes right now and it's thanksgiving week coming up and so 
I get a whole week to A, I don't have to worry about work, and B, I don't have to worry about any schoolwork. So it's like one of the first breaks I've really had in almost a year or so. We'll try to make the most of it, but yeah, thankful to to everybody that I just mentioned there. Yeah, well, well deserved break. Um, I, I think it's been a great season. Uh, we'll continue in the next couple of weeks to talk about kind of what's on the horizon. We already know that we're having two series, uh, more of a premiere series at the top, and then an open series for everyone else who wants to to drive. And that we'll talk about what vehicles. Uh, we're going to be driving. We'll talk about the schedule here in the next couple of weeks. I'm excited, excited to kind of unveil more of that. Um, so cool. Uh, with that, I guess maybe we should talk about two questions we asked uh, our drivers in our community this week um, and, and kind of talk about their answers a little bit. The uh, The first question that we asked uh, drivers was if iRacing could release any track that they have not released already, what would it be? And uh, just to, to throw out a couple that, that people on, the, on our Discord said, uh, early 2000s Bristol. Uh, someone said 1980s Daytona. Uh, we got, let's see, the St. Pete Street Circuit, which could be interesting. Toledo Speedway. Um, those were just a couple of the ones that were thrown out. Uh, what... What would you want to see on the service that's not already there? I really like the Toledo idea. I think that's a really, really awesome short track. Um, every I've, I've seen ARCA races there, and every single time that I watch any type of um, any type of racing there, I, I, I'm always uh, I'm always amazed by it. I always think that they put on a uh, a really good show. I think having Slinger on the schedule would be really really cool having it on the service uh that's also seems like a an amazing short track um i wouldn't mind some of these um f1 tracks that have come out in recent years too i mean not recent years but um you know f1 has a lot of street circuits out now uh you know the the autodromo hermanos rodriguez in mexico city you know the bush series race there uh, many years ago um, and the track is currently being used by F1 uh, but it looks very different now they run it through the uh, the old soccer stadium if I'm not mistaken yeah um, I don't did they ever take the, the bush cars through there no uh, it was it was reconfigured uh, when F1 went back there F1 went back there like in I don't know like 2016 something like that and it was it's a very different track than uh, than it was when the Bush Series raced there, and I don't know if it's a better track, like you know, for passing opportunities as far as that's concerned. But it looks really cool. I, I think I, it's a, the I aesthetics say, yeah. of like driving like between the fans, like in the stadium section. Oh yeah, I always think that's one of the coolest scenes um, all season. So that'd be kind of fun to you know race somewhere like that. Yeah, that, that would be cool. I I think the the one I I want to see, and I think it's just almost more of a novelty, which I guess a lot of iRacing tracks are anyways. Uh, it would be the original Daytona Beach Course, um, and I know yeah. there's that's that's a popular one to say, uh, but uh, you know how practical it is, how good of a racetrack it would be, probably not that great. But I feel like it'd just be fun to be able to run that same circuit. 
um, that that isn't even there anymore. And I know obviously it couldn't be laser scan. And, uh, you know, we've heard on, on the Dale Jr. download before they've talked about the fact that iRacing uh, won't do a track unless uh, they can scan it, laser scan it, um, because they want it to be 100% accurate. So I don't know if we'll see that one for a while, if ever. Uh, but that would be kind of at the top of my list. Yeah, that would be cool. Have you ever been to the Daytona Beach where they had the beach races before? I have not. I've been to Daytona, but I did yeah. not make the, the trip across the street uh, to, to kind of look at that area. I would like if I ever go back to kind of to walk that path at least. Um, it's pretty cool. The, yeah. the beach the beach itself there, you know, if, if you've ever been before – it's really really cool because it's like one of the only beaches like where you'd see cars driving up and down the beaches um because of the because of the sand you know being so compacted there you know cars can drive up and down it and that was the appeal to you know put on the beach races i feel like it's also a little dangerous too i feel like someone could get run over if they were like yeah. sunbathing or something by like a truck running across the beach but yeah pay attention <laughs> right right um sunburns not not the uh biggest problem you're gonna have then that's right but, uh so yeah that i i think that would be cool to see the other question we asked our drivers was you know maybe a little bit selfish for us but if we took slingshot in our future series took uh any of the nascar cars we run to a track outside of north america where where would you want to see us go and um had a couple people, uh, Nordschleif, um, or even uh, Bathurst, uh, another Nordschleif. I've heard that's pronounced multiple ways, so I'll go with that one. Um, Twin Ring Moteki was a popular answer as well. I've seen that one come up. I know that someone, I think it might have been Monday Night Racing, just ran a, a race there. They ended up feeling like it's a pretty good race. Um, so that was popular. Uh, the there's another twin ring Motegi, uh, Hockenheim or Monza uh, was also an answer we got. So those are some really good options. Uh, a couple of those felt really popular. Uh, three people actually replied with Nordschleif. So who knows? Um, what yeah. about you? Where would you want to go? Uh, Bathurst has my vote. I think oh, that would God. be. I mean, I think that would be great. I mean, it's a. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, listening out there, um, V8 Supercars race there. It's in Australia, um, and and while you know NASCAR is not a V8, you know I don't even think they're called V8 Supercars anymore. They're just supercars now. Um, but it's not that. But it is a you know full body stock car um, with fenders on it, and um, th there are some. There, there are some parts of the course that are very, very unique, very tight, uphill, walls on both sides of you. Um, and if you've ever seen a race there, there are so many people there. There are so many people that, that show up to uh, both the, you know, the supercar, big supercar races there each year. And I think it would be fun to, to take, a, take a stock car around there. I think it would be a lot of fun. I uh, now let me ask you this: Do you feel like it'd be a similar result we've had at, like, let's say, um, a Chicago Street Course? I don't think, do you it, think would it would be... be more novelty, or do you think it'd put on a decent race? I think it would put on a better race than the Chicago Street Course, 
but I think it would be a little too much novelty. I think it would be too much of a novelty. I mean, there we we probably need a more traditional, you know, traditional road course than than that. But um, I don't know. I I just I've always thought that track is is a lot of fun and you know puts on a a pretty good a pretty good show. Um, but um, you know, Red Bull Ring. I saw that one on there. I'd actually think the Red Bull Ring would be a really good track for a stock car. Um, it's it's got some similar characteristics to Watkins Glen, and I think mm-hmm. Watkins Glen is a really good. I, I love Watkins Glen racing there, and and I think it's a really good track for stock cars. So uh, maybe the Red Bull Ring would be a good op, uh, good option too. That could be that could be a pretty good one. Uh, I think that and uh, Hockenheim would, yep. would be potentially pretty good. Um, I I think a, a couple. I guess if I had to put top two uh, tracks, I wouldn't mind uh, seeing us go to. It would one of them would be probably um, Twin Ring Motegi at the Oval. If I was going with an Oval, uh, but then I kind of like the idea of Brands Hatch. Um, I feel like yeah. that is one that doesn't uh, necessarily get uh, a lot of love uh, enough as it should. You know, they've got multiple configurations. They've got a longer track. They've got a shorter track. So um, we could kind of experiment with that a little bit. But I, I feel like that track would be, you know, decent for uh, some stock cars as well. So I agree. Yeah. Who knows? We're <laughs> we're looking at it. We're, we'll be announcing the schedule uh, for both of our upcoming series here in the next couple of weeks. So uh look out for that um all right so it's i guess the moment i know a lot of people have been (laughs) have been asking you about in particular is you've got this new gt omega rig uh you finally got it set up you finally got uh, a full race under your belt what what are kind of your impressions one weekend with this thing fully put together and pretty much configured the the way you you would like it uh i'm Love it so far. I mean, it's, it's been great. There, there, you know, some adjustments that I had to make to it to make it a little bit more comfortable for me. Um, one, uh, the, the, you know, my pedals are sitting a little bit too far away from me. And, you know, the way I'm built, like I'm not, you know, I'm about five foot ten. And, you know, it, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. And so I had to move my, uh, my pedals a little bit closer to, um, to my seat and um i got my seat up as far as it'll go but I, I feel like the monitor being set where it is um is is perfect for you know field of view um I, it, it was a really good it was a really really good race thursday or wednesday night for me um i, I was nervous that i wasn't going to be as quick um qualified fifth so we had you know really good single car you know single lap speed um in the race ran was was running really good until we ran into trouble so uh that part's over and done with as far as you know like being nervous about speed um i'm, I'm definitely not you know in aaron's territory or justin's or, or those guys mm-hmm. but i'm about where i was before so uh that's good and uh just got to keep on fine-tuning it from here there's there's a couple little things i want to do um to it um but all in all really happy with it um i'd highly recommend it if if you're looking for uh to get into the rig game you know they've 
you know, GT Omega was was very very you know friendly customer service wise to me. Answered the questions that I that I wanted to ask, and um, you know can't recommend them enough. And this is a pretty beefy rig. You got the the Prime, is that correct? Yeah. So they've got several options, and I, I went with the Prime option. Um, they had a um, they had a different pedal plate on this rig and all their other rigs too. Um, but they updated the one on this one because there was some flex um, in the pedal plate. And uh, Scott Tompkins, who races with us, he and I were were messaging each other about it. And he's got one of their um, one of their rigs. It's not the prime one, but it's one of the other ones. And he's got the um, the original pedal plate that came with it. And uh, you know they they took that advice and uh, they. You know, they ran with it and they, they made a little bit better option here that's uh, sturdier and doesn't have the flex in it. And uh, I haven't noticed any issues so far. So I'm not sure if this plate is called the, I think they they advertise as Pedal Plate Plus. Um, I'm not sure if it works with all their rigs, but um, if you've got a GT Omega rig, um, especially, and, you know, especially if you got a Prime rig, uh, look for that, and you know you might be able to get yourself a uh, little bit better pedal plate. Yeah, it's a it's just a good looking rig. I'm glad you made the the plunge into that. I know it'll it'll pay off dividends just in terms of uh, what what I always like to talk about being immersion and being in more of a, a I yeah. guess a correct or appropriate driving position. Um, didn't make me any better, but at least made me feel like I was in a real car. So. I'm glad for you. Um, Appreciate I'm curious, it. you know, to hear more about your experience as you get a little more seat time in it. So, yeah, man, we're uh, we're just looking forward to to Thanksgiving. Uh, we're in the United States. If uh, if you're not, hopefully, you've got a fun week ahead. But uh, we appreciate everyone listening. And uh, anything you want to say before we go, Chris? I uh, just hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Um, be safe if you're traveling. Um, Eat a lot of turkey. Eat a lot, as we say down here in the South, eat a lot of dressing as well. Yep. And uh, we'll be on the be back on the other end with an interview with uh, Slingshot driver Brandon Fetterplace. So in 2022, we have seen an epic battle for the championship between Aaron Wilson and Justin Smith. Neither one have really been able to gain an edge on the other. And like I know personally, I have at least one driver that I find myself side by side with battling each week. Chances are you've got those drivers in moments where you just can't seem to find the edge. Well, Slingshot has a little secret we're going to let you in on. We found the edge. Apex Energy Drink is going to help you focus on every single detail that is important in those crucial moments of the race, whether it's the final lap at Daytona or the side-by-side -side battle into Eau Rouge at Spa. Most of those energy drinks on the shelf are going to give you like heart palpitations, and they don't even tell you every ingredient in them. Apex Energy is formulated with your health in mind, avoiding artificial dyes and allergens but it's still gonna keep you locked in during your toughest battles on the track. They've got four great flavors, including blue raspberry, cherry limeade, bomb pop, and citrus blast. My favorite's the bomb pop. Get yours now, and actually, you can get 10% off by using the code LINGSHOT10 at checkout. 
that, that code is slingshot10 uh, and you can use it at checkout for 10% off. You won't regret it, I promise. Hey, welcome to the interview portion of tonight's show. We're sitting down tonight with uh, a driver who I believe he might correct me, but is in his first season with Slingshot in these next-gen cars. Driver of uh, the, ooh, now I'm forgetting the sponsor, Liquid Death uh, yep. car, Brandon Fetter Place. How's, uh, how's it going, Brandon? Uh, not too bad, man. Just trying to stay warm. And you're located in Cincinnati. We were talking a little bit before we... Started recording, and you said it's in the 20s there right now? Yeah, man, it's uh, 25 degrees. It's supposed to get even colder. So all of a sudden, our, our 34, 35 in the deep south doesn't feel as bad, right, Ellis? Yeah, we're uh, we're a little weak in the south. Yeah, when it comes to that cold weather, <laughs> it's, we it gets, are. gets close to freezing, and the store shelves go bare of milk and bread. That's right. Um, so, uh, question, is it? are you a uh, Bengals fan, I'm imagining, or do you watch football? So I watch football. Um, I have actually never been a Bengals fan. I mean, I grew up around here my whole life. I mean, I kind of root for um, the Bearcats, a college football team. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as professionally, I, I mean, I like to see the Bengals do good, but I've never actually rooted for them. Now, how did the uh, how's how's Cincinnati's college football season going? Um, you know, it's another mediocre Cincinnati team you know we do really well during the regular season they put us in a bowl game and then we get blown out so <laughs> <laughs> that does seem to be the story uh sounds like a familiar one so hey man thanks for coming on the show uh we'll go ahead and kind of dip into these questions a little bit but I guess tell us a little bit about you know uh what you do what your career is what you do for a living um what's going on in that kind of area um so, um, what I like doing and what I did before where I work, uh, I was a mechanic, um, you know, turning wrenches, that's what I like to do. Um, then, you know, all the stuff with the jobs. So I started working in a warehouse. Uh, I work for a company that makes uh, bicycle and um, aristocrat playing cards. Um, you know, not the lavish lifestyle, but it, you know, it pays the bills. That sounds close. Not a bad sounding job, um, making bikes and cards. Uh, what what hobbies when you're not at work? Uh, and maybe maybe sim racing is one of these. But what other hobbies do you have? Oh yeah, man, uh, sim racing obviously. Um, other than that, probably uh, firearms. You know, I like to go out shooting and um, stuff like that. Probably. You know, uh, we have some competition go-karts around here. I like doing that. I mean, just pretty much just, you know, active, just running around doing stuff. So you That's said awesome. competition go-karts. Is that something that you put a lot of time and uh, effort into? Um, I don't. I mean, I would if I had the means. Like, if yeah. I was able to, you know, have a cart and store it and do all that sort of stuff. I, oh, yeah, man, I would love to do that. But we just, we we have a couple places around here that um, they have some pretty pretty quick gas-powered uh, indoor carts. And, you know, you got to wear the helmet and the neck brace and all that stuff. And, you know, whenever I show up, I generally try to go for the board, trying to see how fast I can get. Uh, I think I've made it uh, to the top three of the month whenever I go. So 
Nice. Is that like Very a nice. K1 uh, speed, indoor speed track or something like that? Is that... Um, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I think they do about 50 mile an hour. I mean, they're pretty quick. Dang. I've always wanted to do one of those. We've got one around here in Atlanta and, uh, they have leagues and all sorts of stuff. I feel like that's the closest I'll ever be able to afford, uh, getting into a real race car. Oh (laughs) yeah. Not even a real race car, but, um, something other than a sim. So yeah, they, they have those around here. They have the leagues at those tracks and, uh, but they want you to wake up at seven or eight in the morning on a weekend and i'm like nah i'm good because they want to keep the doors open for everyone else who's going to be paying right that makes sense um so uh about sim racing how did you get into sim racing i guess that's kind of our understanding based on the conversation we had last week that you haven't been in it that long uh no um i've been in i racing for probably seven or eight months um I started out racing in Forza 2. Um, I spent hours, I mean hundreds of hours playing that game uh, on the Xbox. And, you know, I played all the Forzas. Um, actually, I think even before that, I played the first Gran Turismo. And I think that's kind of where it started on PlayStation. Uh, my cousin had it. And uh, I would go over there every chance that I got and raced with him. And then once I got my own console, the Xbox, that's when I started in Forza. That's awesome. Ellis and I were talking about that after the race. You know, we had like a little group session after the race, all the drivers, and uh, we were both kind of surprised to hear that, uh, or at least I was, that uh, you haven't been doing this that long, that uh, you've only been doing it seven, eight months. and Pretty fast for uh, someone who hasn't been out yeah, there that long. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I, I feel like uh, I'm kind of slow, you know, compared to the rest of the field i I, you know i come out here i i put practice in and you know just kind of see what happens on race day just kind of give it my all and sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't yeah i mean that's that's but that's i i was i was surprised to hear that you'd only been doing it that long i mean that's it takes a lot you know there's there's a lot of things i told we had this conversation in one of the early episodes you know uh when you first get on iRacing um you know building up you know and 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 hot lapping is you know that's one thing but getting out on the track and racing with people that's something that takes a lot of time and uh you've you've uh put in a lot of work it seems and gotten pretty good at it right away um yeah i I think that starts from early on i mean um whenever you race like say in forza you know you have the the public public lobbies they call them and you know you got you got really good at uh, wreck avoidance, um, <laughs> and, uh, but I really like going door to door with people. I I would rather you know race side by side with somebody for fifteenth than you know racing by myself you know in the top five. It's just I, I find more enjoyment racing around other people than I do you know how I I must think the 70 feels whenever he runs away with a race i mean i can't imagine that's that that you know exciting yeah i definitely get that i i think kind of i share that same mentality of if i had to choose between just running away with it every week and then racing hard for the entire race you know for fourth or fifth or sixth or whatever i think i i would probably go with racing hard the entire race because i think that's why most of us get on is because we we see those races in real life right and we we are excited by that and we want to 
for lack of a better word, like reenact that or kind of experience that same thrill, uh, but from a different perspective. So um, the, the, I'm, I'm intrigued by how many people, including yourself, started off racing like on consoles, online lobbies, uh, which, as you said, can be notoriously uh, frustrating and infuriating. Oh, yeah, very. <laughs> uh, but we've got a bunch of guys who were running like the NASCAR heat lobbies and uh did you run leagues in forza or any other console oh yeah yeah we um so um i was a tuner um for the most part in in forza i would make tunes for guys or or even tunes for myself um and we would you know there were leagues i mean we would run just like we run here i mean we would run sometimes we would run gt3 cars on uh I think it was called Nissan Speedway. We, you know, it was like a little, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mile track, um, or you know, just like the road courses. I mean, we'd run those constantly. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I never fully got into the the league racing on the console. Um, hey, I think I'm, we, we talked ahead. about that. I'm sorry to interrupt. I think we yeah. talked about that. Like, I, I, I guess it's because of how we kind of came into sim racing uh pc sim racing we got in in like 99 and 2003 papyrus games and and we kind of missed the boat on on a lot of those console games i i, I play a lot of console games today but i i don't play a lot of racing games because i get my racing fix on on iRacing well, these days mostly and i i, I kind of i kind of uh wish that i could have experienced some of that yeah it was i mean uh, like in Forza, you know, I was part of a league. I mean, we had some really good races. I mean, it's stuff that I'll remember forever. You know, some of these races, you know, racing 75 laps at a track or 100 laps at a track and, you know, door to door, the top five guys, you know, beating and banging for 20 of those laps. I mean, you know, it's just stuff like that. I mean, it was actually really, uh, really fun, really entertaining, very stressful at times. But it was definitely I think it got me a little a little ready for this what uh if anything translates and carries over from let's say like a console game like forza motorsports to you know sim racing uh on i racing on on a computer um honestly very little <laughs> i mean um i guess just the the overlying you know how leagues work um you know the having different drivers have you know knowing your audience knowing who who you're going to be racing against week in and week out you know stuff like that um as far as the actual gameplay literally nothing i mean <laughs> it's two totally different worlds now and, and considering i mean i was only on i i've also since i started i racing that is when i started racing on wheel so i mean i've been racing controller the entire time I was in Forza. That was going to be my next question is kind of what hardware did you use when you were on a console versus when you made the leap to to the computer? And uh, what's the biggest difference there between, you know, the, the controller and the wheel? I know the obvious, right? You know, it, it, they're two different pieces of hardware, but mentality, uh, you know, fatigue. Did, does the controller fatigue you more? Does the wheel? Um... I think it's, yeah, it's, you know, with the controller, you're kind of, 
you know, it's just your, you know, your thumb, your wrists. Um, you know, sometimes you get into some of those crazy races, man, trying as hard as you can, you know, your wrists start hurting. Um, but whenever it comes to a wheel, I mean, you've got everything, you know, your whole arm, shoulders, your, you know, hopefully you got your settings right in your wheel. Like it's a big learning curve, I think. You know, because I haven't been doing on, you know, I haven't been on the wheel for that long. So for me, there's just no settings. There's nothing that someone can tell me, you know, I think we had talked about it before. You know, I told you, you know, I got slammed into and I was like, man, that kind of hurt my wrist. And you're like, yeah, you might want to turn down your feet, you know, force <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah, well, someone I, I can't remember who posted on the discord recently, but there was like a pretty high profile league that had to finish, uh, I guess, after the race, someone rear-ended another person out of frustration and they fractured their wrist they got injured driver who got rear-ended um so forgive me if you if you already said but are you running a logitech or are you running something else so when i when i started um i i started with a thrustmaster t300 gtrs i think that's jesus man it's a mouthful but i think that was it um and then recently i made the switch to a moza r9 uh, with the SRP wheel or uh, pedals, sorry. And um, I, I mean, once you you know have the the force, you know the the DD wheel, you know I don't I don't think I can race with anything else. Oh yeah, I w I would agree. I haven't tried to go back to a like a belt drive uh, belt driven wheel, uh, but but I can't even imagine. Uh, you know, that's not to say there's not a ploy. Like, if that's what you want to use, you know, some people are limited and that's cool. But but it is hard to kind of make a comparison because they're just two different two different machines, literally. Right. I mean, thank God for credit cards. <laughs> right? <laughs> credit cards and those payments. And that's the cool thing now, I guess, you know, about direct drive wheels is it seems like everyone is coming out with one, whether, yeah. you know, uh, it's, it's Mosa or... I think, uh, you know, obviously Fanatic, that's what Chris and I use. Thrustmaster just finally, after feels like two years, unveiled theirs uh, this week. Uh, oh, yeah, ev I've seen Everyone that. is, everyone's, that's going to be the new standard, right? I had to check and make sure it wasn't like a joke or something like that, you know? Uh, well, right. Because there have been so many jokes about it. <laughs> it it's a joke, but uh, that's a that's a whole other story. Um so, but I, I love Thrustmaster products. That's what I used for the longest time was, I think, essentially the equivalent, the Xbox equivalent to the T300, which is the TX. Um, and it's it's served me well for many years. So, um, Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I have zero negative things to say about it. I mean, uh, in actuality, once I got this Moza, I ended up giving that wheel to my cousin who hasn't made the the uh, switched eye racing yet but he's still doing console racing and he loves it he thinks it's a great wheel so i mean i thought that thrustmaster was wonderful yeah, yeah. you know you can always count on uh their customer service being better than uh no fanatex <laughs> customer service for hey, sure we're not we're not going to get a sponsorship for fanatex oh no <laughs> i better watch it <laughs> uh but i do agree i have not had a great experiences they make great products but the customer service is is kind leaves of leaves a lot to be desired laughing stock of the sim racing subreddit um oh geez yeah so uh are you a desk racer or are you you sitting in a rig what, what's the situation there so <laughs> yeah i'm a, I'm a desk desk racer um 
Nah, not for, not for trying. You know, I, I I'd like to get me a, a cockpit here soon. With you know, three monitor setup. You know, I'm trying to be you know like some of the cool kids here. But <laughs> uh, for right now, you know, buying a computer, buying a two two different wheels. You know, I'm I'm gonna pay down my bills just a little bit, and then then we'll see about you know a cockpit. Nothing wrong with that at all. I was a I was a desk racer, single monitor for 20 years sim racing. And just finally got a rig so there's nothing wrong with taking it slow and and you're doing the right thing getting the wheels and the pedal set and all that stuff first before you and i think you, you yeah i think you want to make sure you're this is something that's going to stick right that's yeah. the mistake i see a lot of people make is they jump into it and they drop you know thousands of dollars on hardware that you know honestly for them I guess like you don't want to form bad habits on on you know lesser hardware if you're going to be making a quick switch you know there is a difference between you know load cell pedals and just regular you know potentiometer pedals but um yeah and they end up realizing ah sim racing wasn't for me it was kind of a fad and they they end up having to sell three thousand dollars worth of merchandise for like a thousand and take a pretty big hit so wow I agree. You probably made the right call on that one. Yeah, I, I, and that's, I've heard that story, uh, before, you know, I've had people tell me, you know, are you sure you want to go sim racing? And I'm like, listen, man, I love racing. I mean, I love everything about it. I, I'd go to the racetrack, you know, every chance that I get. And then, you know, being able to knowing, you know, you know, I'm not going to be a race car driver, even though I want to be one. So why not be sim racer? You know, I mean, it's just as I would assume just as fun, maybe <laughs> can be. And you don't have to pay any money when you crash the car, right? I don't have That's to repair great. the car. And you don't have to pay for uh, sets of tires either. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Chris, how do you like your new cockpit? I've seen you've been uh, you posted a picture of it. I like it. It's um, it does take some getting used to just because you're you're sitting in a in a much different position. Uh, than you would be at the desk. I've been sitting for 20 years with the pedals underneath me, and now I'm sitting with the pedals in front of me. Um, it, oh, it wow. Just takes, it, yeah, it just takes some getting used to. Uh, that's the hardest thing for me, is where the pedals are at. And, um, you know, last um, Wednesday was my first race with it at Richmond, and all in all, went really, really well. Uh, everything in the race was going really, really smooth, and um you know had had some i was really worried about like my long run pace you know like am i going to get fatigued a little bit sitting different um but you know i i felt like my long run pace was really really good and um yeah i i i can see it being a positive i i, I still need to do some things to get a little bit more comfortable but um yeah i i have no regrets at all yeah, I was, I was, well, my thing was, is I wondered if you were more comfortable, um, because like for me, I'm just in some cheap, you know, office chair, really, you know, I mean, it's just some cheap thing off of Amazon. So I would assume, you know, being in a, a cockpit like that, I mean, you probably have a nice seat. It looks like you do. And it, I would assume that all of that is very comfortable. Yeah, it is. It is. And I'll be honest with you. I had some bad habits sitting at the desk in my computer desk chair. I would sit kind of hunched over uh, on the wheel, uh, and it was I would catch myself doing it, 
and I'd get up, you know, after a race and I'd be really, really sore. I was like, yeah, big dummy. It's because you're hunched over the whole time. Stop hunching over. <laughs> um, and you can't do that in this seat. And, uh, you know, it, and it wasn't like I wanted to do it. I would just find myself just, you know, concentrating just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And I would just find myself hunched over the wheel. And n- now I got up from this race and my legs were a little bit sore, like my, my ankles just from, you know, being in the position I was in. And a lot of that's, I'm going to have to adjust some stuff, but I think in the long run, it's going to be much, much better. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. I I figured out, you know, I've never really had a chance to speak with you very often, but why not do it now? Yeah, no, I mean, and down the road, if you ever want to talk about it, we can. It's GT Omega, and they have really good customer service. Uh, I had questions about mounting this monitor. I have a, a Samsung uh, ultra-wide monitor, and I was very, very afraid of mounting it on their uh, on their monitor mount, and uh, I sent them a lot of questions about it, and they were always very friendly and got back to me pretty fast about uh, all the questions i had yeah i've seen a lot of uh, advertisements about the gt uh, stuff so that's pretty cool yeah so that was something i've been lobbying for for chris would you say it's been at least 10 years probably since i've had a, a sit down rig i've been trying to get chris to get one and yeah finally Finally, it's finally. <laughs> um, so let's talk, uh, you know, switch gears a little bit and talk about how the season has gone for you, Brandon. First season with us at Slingshot uh, in the next gen, next gen car. How would you describe kind of the the overall course of the season for you to this point, with two races remaining in the season? Um. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I I like the league. I like being here. I like racing with with the guys. But I've had so much bad luck this season. Um, I've actually never experienced this much un you know unluckiness uh, in a league. Uh, you know, I was just going through some of the old races that we had done. You know, Watkins Glen. You know, I'm running third, and I didn't save enough gas. Or you know, Rockingham. I smash into the wall. You know, I wreck myself. You know, it's like Atlanta, you know, I take out the 37 car. I mean, it's just one way or another. It seems like I'm just not getting the finishes that I think that I should get. Um, But all in all, you know, um, I really enjoy being here. I really like this, you know, the setup that you guys have. You know, I I don't know enough about saving tires and, and pit strategies and whatnot and actually pitting is like one of my worst (laughs) it's like my achilles heel uh i have pace but man you get us under green flag pit stops and it's like i have no idea what's going on apparently we can't figure out when to make the the pit stop because every time we take take our pit stop immediately after the caution comes out so we're right right there with you we've had some bad luck on the on the pitting like you know just pitting right before the caution I mean, Darlington, we got completely hosed on that deal there. And, um, you know, a lot of that stuff just takes time, man. Um, you know, you've got the, the outright speed, which is, you know, you know, that that is in and of itself one of the elements that you got to have. And, you know, Ellis and I talked about this, saving tires and, and all the other stuff that comes with the race, you know, pitting and all that stuff. That stuff just comes with more and more experience, just more and more laps. So you'll get there. 
Yeah, I think it's that's what makes this league so tricky is that, um, uh, we, you know, we've all talked about this, how, uh, you know, you guys kind of just give us just enough, you know, <laughs> to finish to finish the race where, you know, uh, I was in another league and we would have an extra, you know, set than what we even thought we needed. So, you know, the tires were never an issue. We knew that we would be able to come down pit road at some point and get tires where here it's like, wait, did I, did I take all my tires? Now I got to check because, <laughs> uh, you know, I've only got two sets or, you know, whatever. So well, that's yeah, the it's worst definitely feeling. a learning curve the worst feeling when you actually uh, think you're taking a pit stop for fuel only and you use that last set of tires i've oh, done it yeah. once or twice and it is it's brutal i've it i've is. heard guys over the over the chat hollering because that's exactly what happened to them and i'm like oh man that's got to be terrible hey you did have a, a great finish this past week at richmond yeah. uh three wide at the line uh how did that whole thing kind of come to be in the final laps? Uh, walk us through that. So, you know, I had a decent car at Richmond. Uh, I like Richmond. It's 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 definitely one of those tracks that you got to kind of mind your P's and Q's, or you're going to end up paying for it uh, coming out of turn two. But, um, you know, I had a had a decent running car. I kind of saved my tires. The 52 got underneath of me uh, on the white flag lap, so I was digging as hard as I could on the outside to stay with him. Hopefully I'd get the run, you know, on a checkered flag coming out of four to pass him. Well, unfortunately the 94 heads, you know, he, he had some other thoughts and, uh, he apparently pushed us three wide going into three. And, uh, you know, I, I'd kind of split both of them and tried to, you know, go for the glory and ended up, you know, I think I finished behind both of them in ninth, but it was still, it was still a lot of fun. You know, like I said, I enjoy that sort of race and that is what I like to do. So for me, I had a blast doing it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm yeah. glad you, you did. I think we have a lot of guys that race hard, but at the end of the day, they race clean. Um, and that's, that's what I like about our drivers. So yeah, that was awesome to see. Was that, uh, was that your high, that wasn't your highest finish of the season, was it? Or was it? Um, you know, at this point, I'm not, <laughs> I'm just going to say that it is, uh, you know, I've only had a couple of top tens, I think, um, that's probably, if not my highest, it'd be tied. I would, I would assume. So that kind of, I guess, transitions us into this next question of what's your, what's your favorite memory just in the, the 13 races that you've run with us so far? Would it be that race? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, most of my memories are clouded with crashing <laughs> or, you know, running out of tires or, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I I feel actually, you know what? I really liked Watkins Glen. Uh, I like road courses, even though I did terrible at Chicago. Um, you were really fast at Watkins Glen. Yeah, I really like Watkins Glen. I like Sonoma as well. Um, and I, I think I was running third, you know. I had the 70 running me down. He had pit. Uh, I think he passed me, and then I, I was running out of fuel anyway. So I had to go and pit. And then, you know, me, of course, during my pit stop, I blow through my pit stall. 
<laughs> so happens so, to the best of us. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, you know what can you do? You know, I was running That's tough there because it's on the opposite side and the pit boxes feel small there. I mean, it's yeah, it's tough. Um, what so, about? Uh, yeah, go what ahead. About, I'm sorry. Yep, what about? Um, I hate to ask you this, but what about a worst memory from the season that you can that you think of? Um, well, there's a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd have to say probably, probably Michigan. Um, I was, you know, Michigan is one of those tracks that, you know, everyone kind of has the same pace. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard yeah. to pass because everyone is kind of the same speed. Um, and if you I, don't clear that guy, he's going to get the run on the outside and go right back by yeah it's frustrating right and it's like you know i i made a move uh that actually stuck the move stuck um who was that that was the 45 he's not my he's not my biggest fan yeah (laughs) um i think it was because of that race but he's not here tonight but i will say this he was complimentary of you after richmond last week he was wasn't he he was he had oh was he he did he said like that's great man you know i don't have any ill will towards anybody to be honest with you i mean like i said though at michigan i made that move it stuck you know i had it i just don't think he knew that i was going to be there and uh, he came down, and or maybe I came up a little bit. It looked like from the replay, I stayed where I needed to be, and um, it bumped him a little bit in the driver's door, and uh, he ended up hitting the fence. And uh, he was he, you know, wide open. <laughs> he wasn't very happy at the end of the race, and he let me know how unhappy he was. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, like I said, I don't have any ill will towards anybody here, but. I don't think he was my biggest fan for quite a few races after that. Well, he's learned to love you, so we can we can hang our hats high on that one. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Chris and I discussed in the open segment a little bit uh, a couple of questions we threw out to to our community this week, and we're just, uh, curious to get your opinion on this. If uh, if iRacing could release any track that they do not have yet, uh, what would you want it to be? Man, you know, I was, I honestly don't know. I mean, we have so many tracks. I mean, it's, I don't even have all of them. So, so like whenever you posted that question, I was going through looking like, man, I have a lot of tracks, but there are so many more that I don't have. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know if they could release a track that they don't already have. I mean, we have them, most all of them. Yeah, there is. There's definitely, and they just, I, I feel like these tracks keep coming in these updates faster than I can handle them, like you said, because I, I think I could buy a track every every week for a long time, and I still wouldn't own them all. Right. If, Didn't we just get two, like two road courses or, yeah, or something so. like that? Yeah. If, if there's one thing iRacing doesn't have right now, a lot of, it's some of these newer F1 circuits. Um, and with the way that F1's going, you know, they've already got a lot of the traditional road courses on iRacing, but they don't have like a lot of the street circuits. And iRacing in general doesn't have many street circuits. Uh, that takes a lot of, you know, takes a lot of hours 
to to create a street circuit and um, a lot of a lot of power on your computer as well yeah, yeah like do we have monaco or you know places no. like that no and, and and a lot of it also i didn't mention this but the licensing to you know just to get on the track to scan it like you have to do it like on a race weekend uh because a lot of them you know they get torn down and used for you know city roads right after and you know we've got detroit belle isle and uh long beach and i don't know if we have any other streets i think that's i think that's that's it what about um there was a a small lamar what was that that was i remember racing it in the console games i don't know if we have that or not i think we just have the regular lamar but there was a there's a smaller one i think it's a the moto gp or it used to be the moto gp course oh yeah um, i know what you're talking about i don't know that would be really one, nice to run i don't know if that's one of the the layouts for I, i'll be honest with you i've only turned a few laps around the traditional Le Mans circuit when i was when we were talking about running the 24 hours there and i quickly found out that i didn't want to run it that year <laughs> Uh, and kind of that same set of questions we asked if we were to take uh, one of our NASCAR, or both of our NASCAR series uh, upcoming in January to any track outside of North America, where where would you want it to be? Um, let's see. I like, you know, um. I like that. How do you, I don't even know how to say it. Okiyama International. Yeah, Ooh, they yeah. just ran a ten-hour race there. I think yeah. last week. Yeah, I've I've run the uh, the GT cars around there, and I actually really like that track. I mean, I didn't think I would, but it's, it's actually track. pretty fun. Yeah, it's one of the um, it's one of the tracks you start out. Those of you that don't know that are listening, it's one of the tracks that you start out with in the service. It's a free track, and so. You know, if you especially if you progress up the road racing, you know, ladder, it's a track that you probably turned a lot of laps on on iRacing, racing, and it's a lot of fun. It's a fun little flowing track. It's also the uh, the other one is would be the uh, one of the new tracks that we got. Uh, I don't even know how to say this one right. The Ruds Ruds Kent again. Oh, Jesus, I can't say it, but it's one of the newer tracks that we got. Um, I really like that one as well. It's from, I guess it's in Norway. Interesting. Yeah, I, I do remember them re releasing that track. I, I also like you don't know how to pronounce it, but <laughs> right. Yeah, man, we're we're looking and we're we're seeking our driver's input. So thanks for that. Um, last question, uh, Chris, if you want to ask it. Um. Oh yeah. So. We, we kind of always ask our drivers this and gives us a sense, you know, it, it helps us out like in the future and, um, you know, possibly planning, you know, later on down the road. Um, if you could choose any car um, for Slingshot to race, um, we, we can we can have it NASCAR based or it can go beyond NASCAR if you want to. Um, if you choose any car for Slingshot to have in a series, what would it be? Um, that's kind of tricky only because most of my experience, um, you know, I was told as soon as I got into iRacing that, you know, kind of pick your discipline and I went straight for the cup cars. So, um, if it's not the cup cars, the only other thing that I can, that I really have fun with is the GT cars, GT3, um, and stuff like that. I mean, those cars are really fun. 
Um, but other than that, I mean, all that I know is the cup cars and, like I said, a GT3. Gotcha. Have you uh, just next gen or, or other cup cars as well? Uh, the next gen. Um, I, I I ran a league with the Gen 6 and I, you know, <laughs> I did okay. <laughs> but, you know, those cars are those cars are a little bit more forgiving than these cars are. So, yeah, the guys have figured out how to manipulate them in such a way to be so fast that, you know, there's nothing you can do to catch them. And these cars are pretty much like, you know, you're going to run them how you want us to run. And if you don't, we're going to put you in the wall type deal. So you mentioned GT3. Have you, have you raced any of the endurance races on, on iRaces as you got here? Uh, no, I've been asked, uh, a couple of times uh by you know different teams or different people um i just i'm one of those people that you know my word is gold so if i tell you that i'm going to do something i'm going to do it um this past 10 hour race you know i was asked and i just couldn't 100 percent commit so i just told him i couldn't do it um i would have liked to have tried it you know i hear there there's a daytona one coming up here soon isn't there there is. Yep. And I would like to take part in it, um, but I, I don't know if I could give the 100% until the time got closer, you know, with my schedule outside of here and, and stuff like that. I mean, I don't want to tell people that I'm going to do it and then change my mind. You know, I hate whenever people do that. It's one of my pet peeves. So, <laughs> so I don't want to do that to other people. That's uh, yeah, that's all. That's awesome. It's an awesome yep. trait to have. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely be running, uh, hopefully multiple cars in the Daytona 24 under, under the slingshot banner. Um, I know we're also going to be doing our own, uh, kind of shorter, shorter endurance race, uh, maybe a couple weeks beforehand as kind of a warm up for it. So be on the lookout, um, for that. Oh um, yeah, I would, I would definitely do that. I mean, I also kind of wanted to try the LMP car to see what it was all about, but you know i i have to buy it still and you know have that content so yeah that's that's one of the i I think that's one of the things i honestly enjoy about the league is it forces me i know that doesn't sound good but it forces me to buy tracks that maybe i wouldn't normally go out and buy and kind of run them and just develop a little bit um or just enjoy it a new track um but it can get expensive but you do reach a point i don't know if you've gotten there yet with the uh 20% 20% and 40% discounts. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, at, I'm at the 40 right okay. now. That's nice. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, so. It does. That pays off. Yeah. yeah, it's actually really nice. I kind of think about it whenever I'm buying a track. Like, oh, well, you know, it's not going to be full price, you know, so it's not that bad. But <laughs> that's still more money that I'm spending. So, yep. Hey, man. Well, it's it's been a pleasure. Um, do you have any, have any shout outs for anybody? Uh fans family members anybody you think might be listening oh man you're gonna put me on the spot i'm gonna forget <laughs> somebody um you know i i want to thank um you know my team outside of the league you know they've helped me out a lot uh, they have a lot of you know veteran racers have been racing for a long time and they help me in practice they help me get ready for the races so i i, I guess you know a lot of my you know pace has probably contributed to them you know for all their help um i'd like to thank uh you know um 
the girlfriend for supporting me <laughs> you know she's here she roots me on during the races she watches the broadcast she uh you know she's always here um helping me out you know whenever i'm getting mad at other people she's back here behind me going hey relax and i'm like all right um you know my cousin uh we've been racing since we were since we were little kids um and i made the jump to i racing and hopefully he will be uh coming this way here soon so yeah, it would be nice to on. have him get him on there you gotta get yeah. uh, get, get him on here and get get your friends and uh who are not uh running this league in here uh recruit for us get some more yeah. folks Hey, we got two series coming up. We got to have some more drivers. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, hell. I'm I'm in you know like eight different leagues. You know, I I you know I try not to do that because I try to give every league their own thing. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be that yeah. guy that's like I guess poaching or whatever. Like, yeah. But you know, people have you know messaged me and been like, hey, do you are you know since you run in a lot of leagues, is there a league that runs on Wednesdays or is there a league that runs on Thursdays? And you know, I point them in the right direction. Yeah, we appreciate, we appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure. We'll look forward to this uh, off week we have head into Thanksgiving. Hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving. Uh, Brandon Fetterplace, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks everyone, for having uh, me, guys. Yeah, have a good night, everybody. Hey, hope you enjoyed that episode. We just wanted to say thank you for your time and your interest in our podcast and really just overall thanks for listening we work hard to bring these episodes to you guys each week and thanks for being a part of our slingshot racing community if you want to learn more you can find us at slingshotracing.org from there you can find us on social media like instagram facebook you can join our discord from the main website and uh if you're listening to us on anchor spotify or google podcast please feel free to leave us a review uh the more reviews and the better reviews we have, the more people who will have access to this podcast. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll hope to hear from you and see you next week. Bye for now.